All right. God bless you. So glad to see each of you here today. I tell you what, y'all look good. Some good looking folk. And I praise God for a great word. Uh, let's go to the scriptures. I'm going to do my own scripture, right? All right. Let's read Matthew 5, 13 through 16. And it reads, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but it is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Before I get started, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer, because except the Holy Spirit speak, we don't have a word. So let's pray. God of us all, lover of our souls, Lord, help us today to see ourselves as you see us. Help us to be who you say we are in every aspect of our lives. Teach us to live out the reality. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Make us willing to be willing to allow you to be the Lord and light of our lives. Teach us to be a direct reflection of Jesus Christ every day in every way. Now, O oh Lord, speak through me a word of life for your people. Help us to be more and more like Christ each day. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, as I was preparing and looking, and I found that the book of Matthew is such a fascinating book. It's so well written. It's so well constructed. It's laid out so logically. I mean, I really have enjoyed this book. It lays out in a beautiful way how to help us, I guess, how to lead us and guide us to help us to understand the reign of God in this world. It is very clear that the kingdom of God is near. It is at hand. It is also clear that there's capable, caring, compassionate leadership in place for this world. Now, the kingdom has a king whose name is Jesus the Christ. This Jesus in his day and in ours, calls disciples to live as he lived, work as he worked, and love as he loved, 
to bring the kingdom of heaven closer and closer and closer to us each and every day. Now, those who accept the call to follow Christ become citizens of the kingdom of heaven. They no longer act like the citizens of this world, but have submitted themselves to a higher calling in Christ Jesus. A lot of what we do sounds foolish when you look at it from the Bible. But the scripture says we are a peculiar people. And as a peculiar people, it is not our call to fit in. It is not our call to be like everybody else. It is not our call to look like this world. We're in this world, but not of this world. But it is our call to stand out and be a witness of Jesus' sacrifice, of God's grace and Jesus' enduring love for all of us. Oh, my, my, my. I get excited when I think about the love of Jesus and all the Lord has done for me. Oh, I get excited when I get to tell the good news of the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. And in like manner, our love, our care, our compassion should be so strong and so obvious. Everyone can tell we are Christians, not by what we say, because we can speak some good words. Oh, we some good talkers. But it's not by what we say, but it's by what we do. It's about how we live. And most importantly, it's about how we love. It is our love that shows the kingdom of heaven is at work in us. It shows that we are following the lessons presented in the Sermon on the Mount. It shows we're being the attitudes that Jesus said we are to be. Those of us who receive the blessings of the beatitude and make Jesus our choice play a very important role in this world. As merciful peacemakers, as Pastor talked about last week, who we, we, we directly reflect the light of Christ. We are the salt of the earth, and we are the light, hallelujah, of the world. Yes, the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, probably as I did, why in the world would Jesus refer to us as salt? What is so prominent or important about salt? Well, to best understand this, we must take a look at the cultural context in which this was written. Now, during Jesus' time, salt was of great value. The Greeks believed it to even be divine. Salt was so valuable that Roman soldiers were sometimes paid in salt. But now, 
if you had a soldier who did not carry out his duties or did not perform his duties well, well, as the saying goes, he wasn't worth his salt. Thus, Jesus was making a great statement about his followers. He was letting them know, and I am sharing this same thing with you today. We are of great value, and we serve a divine purpose, oh, hallelujah, in this world and the world to come. We are salt, but when we lose sight of our mission, when we put our true purpose on the back burner, when we have lost the very essence of who we are, when we fail to live out our call, when we fail to serve our community, when we fail to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves, whoo, we are not doing our duty. We are not following our call. We are not following orders. And just like the Roman soldier who did not perform his duties, we are not worth our salt. We are good for nothing if we're not fulfilling the purpose for which we were created. See, the main reason salt held such a great value in the ancient world is because it was a preservative. Now, it was used to preserve the meat and fish in those days before refrigeration. See, you just come home, stick it in the freezer, stick it in the refrigerator. They didn't have that particular option. But you see, salt draws out the water, so that harmful bacteria can't grow. And it allows the meat or the fish to stay fresh longer and not go bad so quickly. But in order for salt to do its work, it has to be present on that meat or on that fish. See, we are the salt of this world because we help to preserve the teachings of Jesus and the ways of Christ. When Christians are present and working in the community and working in the world, they help to preserve the values of Jesus, which we have been offered concerning the Sermon on the Mount. See, the presence of Christ followers in the world, the presence of praying people in the world, the presence of believers keep the world from total death and destruction. There is power in praying people. Oh, hallelujah. Don't discount how important you are in helping this world. We offer hope for the hopeless and life more abundantly for a dying world. You got what this world needs. You just got to offer it. You see, salt has healing properties. If salt gets into a wound, you're right, it stings a little, it will burn a little, but it soon subsides because salt reduces contamination and minimizes tissue injury. 
Now, if you soak in bath salts, maybe some of you get that opportunity sometimes, and, and some of you might know a little bit about some Epsom salts like myself. You know, it reduces inflammation, stimulates circulation, and eases muscle aches and pains, reduces cramps. I mean, salt is a healing element. So Christians are the salt of the earth, bringing health and healing to the world around them. We help to reduce the, the painful effects of our fallen state. We help to reduce the hurt and brokenness that comes from our sinful ways. You see, salt is a great neutralizer. Hallelujah. It can cleanse, heal, and bring balance while repelling negativity. See, in Mosaic law, salt had to be offered, added to all the offerings. See, nobody ever told me that. I didn't know that till now. But then I laughed when I saw it. I said, even God wanted some flavor in his food. I'm just saying. So add a little salt. It's all right. Even God added a little salt. <laughs> Still today, salt is greatly used in the culinary world. Now, Jonathan probably be able to tell you about that. Because salt brings out the good in the food. It cuts bitterness. It brings out sweetness. You ever put salt on your, on your fruit? Oh, it makes it even taste sweeter, doesn't it? So that's why we have salted caramel cookies. <laughs> you know, not that I know anything about them. <laughs> but it brings out that sweetness. And when applied correctly and in proper amounts, salt brings out the natural flavor of the food and makes the food taste so much better. Man, when you sit down and you eat a delicious meal, it is like love on a plate. I mean, oh, it tastes so good. And in my case, if I don't have to cook it, it tastes even better. Hallelujah. <laughs> but in my community, this is called soul food. It is not just uh, for the nourishment of the body, but it speaks peace and life to your very soul. Oh, my goodness. It makes me think about when I was young and everybody would come over to Mama's house. Even the preacher wanted to come to Mama's house because Mama was such a doggone good cook. And she'd lay out that, and I tell you, I don't care what she put on the plate. It tasted like heaven. It was so good. That's soul food because she brought peace and comfort to those who ate her food. You see, Christ followers, like salt, bring out the good in others in our world. Our powerful, life-changing love and witness for Jesus Christ cuts through the bitterness and brings out the sweetness. Oh, and life is sweet. Oh, it's difficult. I'm not going to tell you because we've been through some difficult times. But life is still good. Oh, hallelujah. 
And Christians, uh, those of us who are Christ followers and disciples of Christ can help to show the world just how good life can be. See, we are the counterbalance for a world that seems to be spinning out of control. But y'all, listen to me. When the world seems to be so out of control, that's when we need or need it the most. When things seem so bad and, and almost hopeless, that's when we need to be getting to work. Because we know there's hope and life in Jesus Christ. And we need to tell somebody. Somebody needs to know that Jesus is alive and well. See, we are the salt of the earth, and if we're not making the world a better place, if we're not helping the community, if we're not helping them to grow in love and compassion, if we're not offering soul food for a starving world, then we have lost our saltiness, my Lord. And though this sounds harsh, Jesus said, if when we lose our saltiness, we are useless and good for nothing. Might as well just throw us on the road and let everybody walk over us. Because we're not living out the purpose for which we were created. Uruguay UMC, we are the light of the world. We are a light because light is a symbol of holiness, of goodness, of knowledge and wisdom and grace and hope and God's revelation in the world. Oh, my, my, my. We are light because light illuminates and enlightens. Our light is a direct reflection of, of Christ's light. See, the Greek word for light here in this passage can be described as a beacon of light. A beacon like, like a, a lighthouse emits. You see, a beacon is bright and unmistakable in its purpose. Its mission is unwavering. It warns of danger. It directs people to safe harbor and provides hope for those who are lost. You see, our heavenly parent uses, his, uses God's children, uses us like beacons from a lighthouse to show others the way to God, to help those who are lost find their way home. Oh, my Lord. You see, Uruwa United Methodist Church has been serving this community and beyond, internationally even, for 155 years. See, I want you to see this picture. This picture right here is of the Stone Church. Now, that was built to replace the first church that was destroyed by fire in 1935. Now, this church served as a OUMC home for more than 40 years. And it can still be found on Church Street right off uh, Uruwa Ringo Road, and it's right behind the Uruwa Baptist Church, which currently owns the facility. So I was able to go this week and take this picture. 
And this picture really spoke to Brett and I because if you look, you see the light shining down right through the picture. Still being a light. Oh, hallelujah. That was just such a beautiful picture. We had to make sure we shared it with you. And as the history states, Udawa was expanding from a rural area to a suburban community in the late 80s. And OUMC's leaders seized a strategic opportunity to relocate the church campus to a more visible area. Now, when I started thinking about this sermon, and I started to think about how we shouldn't hide the light under a bushel, but put it on a lampstand, I thought of the Hundley family who donated seven acres of land so this church could be built on this site. See, the Hundleys and OUMC leaders wanted this church to be seen by everyone as they're passing along the highway. See, they, they knew a church built on this site could not be hid but would be a light for the entire community and beyond. They knew it would be a beacon for weary travelers and for those who are lost. And I tell you, there are countless people that come every day needing some help from the Lord, asking for alms, something to help them along the way. Some need gas just to get them on down the road. Some need food. Some just need prayer. But it's exciting to know that this church is a light for this community. And I cannot count the number of people who say to me when I say, oh, yes. They say, where, where, where are you pastoring? I said, oh, I'm the associate pastor at Uruwa United Methodist Church. They said, oh. We know your church. Said, you do? Yeah. You can see it on Highway 75. They know the church because they can see it from the highway. Now, I wanted to share this picture because it just shows how much of a light we are. This picture is a picture of hope, a picture of, of God's promises being fulfilled through Uruwa United Methodist Church. Now, it is a picture of our current building from Highway 75. The picture on the screen was taken by someone passing along on the highway. Someone who was kind enough, and I believe her name was Michelle, I hope I have her name right, who saw the rainbow over our church and she captured this amazing picture of hope and promise. Uruwa UMC and all you beautiful children of God, we are salt and we are light. We are a light for this community. And this young lady saw that light from Highway 75 and she took this beautiful picture and you can find it on our Facebook. I was just talking to a couple in membership. Pastor and I were doing a membership class, and they said to me, it was this picture that bad witness to them and told them this was where they were supposed to be. 
Oh, my, my, my Lord. And so they come to the membership class so they can become a part of what we're doing here at Udawa United Methodist Church. We must keep sight of our vision, Udawa. We must keep sight of our purpose and our mission. We can't lose sight of what we are doing. Oh, I know politics. Oh, they worry us. All these things of the world, they worry us. All the stuff that's going on in the world, that worries us. Everything that's going on in our church, that worries us. But I'm here to tell you, that is not your main concern. You are salt and you are light. I'm not saying those issues aren't important, but you are salt and you are light and you have a mission and you have a purpose and that's what is your main, main concern. Stay on mission. You are a beacon, unwavering in your purpose. Stay on mission. In the words of Michael Yusuf, being salt and light is not optional. Jesus did not say you can be or you have the potential to be. He said you are. We are salt and we are light. We have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. Everything we do, everything we say should point the world to our heavenly father. Our heavenly parent loves us, cares for us. And we need to let the world know that we have a God with power, a God with might, a God that changes things. Now each Sunday in the first service, our beautiful acolytes, they bring the light into the sanctuary. But I'm telling you today, Uruwa, they might bring it in, but it's up to us to carry that light out into the world. It's up to us to be the light. Let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good works and do what? Uh-uh, this ain't rhetorical. And do what? Talk to me. See your good works? Okay, that must mean they want to see your good works so that you can, you know, say, oh, I did that. Oh, we did that. We looking good. Is that why we do what we do? So people can say, ooh, why? Oh, yeah, that church is, oh, that church is on. It's doing all kind of great things. Is that what we do what we do? Is that why? Why do we do what we do? To glorify God. You got to know why you do what you do. It's not about us. It's about giving glory to our God, our Father in heaven. Let's do all things to the glory of God. Be the salt and be the light that this world so desperately needs. Because you are salt and you are light. Amen.